five, four, three, two, one. All right. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? How you doing? I'm Rich Doc Hayden, and I'm with Harpo Harper, Randall Harper. And here we are with episode two of America.com. And we got a lot of stuff that we want to talk about with you tonight. But first of all, Harpo, how you doing this week? Doing good, man. Starting to get cool down here in the south. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Finally, finally some fall weather. Yeah, it was beautiful today, but then it's going to be nice tomorrow, Wednesday, and then Thursday it's going to get hot again. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, yeah, pretty good over here. We uh, The Dodgers won the World Series last week, so everybody here was real happy for a couple of days. And then it's just, yeah, back to the grind, back to the grind. So Back to normal. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers finally pulled one out. I know, I know, because they lost two a couple years ago, and everybody was pretty pissed. And, yeah, it's been a weird, you know, the Lakers won a couple weeks ago, so we kind of had back-to-back, which was pretty cool. So pretty excited about that. So here we are. It is Monday, November 2nd. It is the day before Election Day, and we're going to post this after Election Day. So by the time you're listening to this, a million and one things now, I'm not going to say a million one things could have happened. A million one things would have happened. We might know the results. We might not. My prediction is that we're not going to know anything until at least the end of the week. We might have a clear picture by the end of the day tomorrow, but I think it's going to take at least a week for it for us to get any results back. So what we're going to try to do, maybe talk about some bigger picture stuff. We maybe we can give our predictions by the end of the podcast, but I don't think uh, anything we say is might be completely different, or it's definitely gonna be completely different. So, you know what I mean? So I don't know, but um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think the results will be in this week. We may know some of the states, but we're not gonna know all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think so. Is are they expecting any? Is they what are they expecting in Georgia? I should say an election. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I think I can speak on behalf of probably majority mm-hmm. of Georgia because we're tired of the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> we're tired. We're tired of the wasted airways on the radio stations. I mean, it's just a lot of people are ready for it to be over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people out here are too. I think everybody's just kind of ready to, to keep going and get on with life. So, so that's cool. All right. So I was thinking about, you know, each week, uh, Harper and I, we kind of go back and forth, kind of think about questions. And I, you know, the this morning when I was thinking about questions, I kind of said, you know, maybe the biggest question that's going to define how everybody sees this election and maybe just every election when you think about it. And I'm going to ask you, Harper, because I know that you uh, voted for Donald Trump. So my question is, what makes America great? And since you voted for Trump and he ran on the platform of making America great again, what do you think was missing that was needed to make it great again? I Man, I, I just think America America was being held hostage by a lot of other a lot of other countries. And when President Trump was elected, you you seen that come to a almost a complete one eighty. Mm-hmm. Some may say three sixties, but I'm gonna say one eighty. It turned around. We didn't we didn't like Mexico for for sake, you know. When we had that immigration problem going down, Mexico wasn't doing anything to try to prevent them from coming across the border, and now they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, now we got the country of Mexico working with us, uh, and everybody knows that you know how much money 
China was making off of us in the trade. And that's that's what he run on. Some of just a few of the things he run on, and that's I believe why he got elected president. And he's he's like he's putting America first. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't see any any more sailors getting taken captive by foreign countries like like what we've seen. I feel like other countries are respecting us more and not taking advantage of us mm-hmm. like they were prior to his election. All right. Who, who are some countries, before the election, who are some countries that you think were taking advantage of us? Like, I mean, Mexico, for say. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they weren't doing anything to stop those illegals from coming over here, and they knew exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And then, you you know, you, you look at North Korea doing all those missile tests, missile tests, missile tests, and uh, you look at Iran taking our sailors captive mm-hmm. out of Bahrain. I mean, they were just toying with us, and they knew they could get away with it back then, but I don't. I don't foresee them trying to do anything like that right now. Cause mm-hmm. right. you look, you look, you look at the Russia Syria thing. All that was real big prior to Trump coming in. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't. I don't hardly see any more of that in the news. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're showing it out there, but I don't see anything like that in the news. I just feel like that the other other countries are respecting us a whole lot more and taking us more serious. All right. So let me go back to the first part of that question. In your opinion. What makes America great? Having a president that works for America and not America working for the president. Mm-hmm. Trump, he's put his, he put, he puts it out there. He's, he's for the country. He's not mm-hmm. for the, uh, his self or nothing like that. He's for the people of this country. And I firmly believe it. Mm-hmm. Well, well, and I think that's what makes America great. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you, let me, cause let me, Trump aside, I mean, maybe, maybe Trump is intimately involved in this question. Maybe they're, one of the, but like Trump aside, like what makes America great? I mean, going back b- before Trump. Oh man, the freedom that we have, man. Just the, the the to be able to go out there and you know start your own business without having to get all of these permissions from your from your government. And if some people in the family of the you know, there's some countries out there that they won't let just the random Joe go start a business. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what makes America great. We li- we live off of that. Mm-hmm. We live off of that dream. Mm-hmm. Some people, some people in other countries dream, but they know the dream won't ever come true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you think I, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but do you think that was somehow lacking before Trump? I mean, he's invigorated it. I think he has. Yeah. Well, just the economy in general. I mm-hmm. think there was a lot of people prior to 2016 that that were were pinching a lot pennies a lot tighter than they are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just on the fact that they didn't know some of them didn't like the direction the country was going. So they were holding on to their dollars and then some didn't. Mm-hmm. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Cause you know, I was, I was thinking about the question today and I think the thing that I arrived at for me is being from New York. One of the things I love about New York, and I'm going to take you there one day, one day when you go visit, you let me know we're all, we'll go together and I'm going to, I'm going to give you the grand tour. The, uh, I got to get to New York. I got to get up there. Get, like the thing that um, one of, among many things, but one of the things I always loved about New York was the diversity. So like you're walking around, you got a city of, you know, 10 million people and there's all sorts of people in this one melting pot and it, you know, people living on top of each other. And sometimes it gets, it does get a little challenging sometimes. And sometimes people rub against each other and, but uh, everybody kind of does it. And the fact that we have all sorts of different people, 
in this one big melting pot. The fact that I'm sitting here having a conversation with you right now, I was thinking about it today. I was like, oh yeah, the fact that I can talk with my friend who lives in the South and has this totally different opinion than me, but we can kind of do it and talk about it, make it come together in a way I always thought um, was pretty great. So, cause yeah, that was, you know, the, the, the one thing, if I could sit down with Donald Trump, there, there is, these are the two questions that I would ask him. I would say, you know, in your opinion, what makes America great? And, you know, how is it lacking? And I hope he'd give me a straight answer, you know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, I think that's kind of what it comes down to. And what I was thinking also is that, you know, a lot of this, this, in many ways, that's kind of what this election and every election really boils down to is like this opinion about what makes America great. So moving on from that, in your opinion, what is the most important issue for America at the moment? I would say the diversity between the two parties. Mm. Uh, I know they always scream, you know, the bipartisan this and bipartisan, but there's, I haven't seen any of it. Uh, I mean, at least the the news front ain't showing, showing any. It's all, you know, the left versus the right. It's not mm-hmm. nothing in between. I think that has a lot to do with uh, a lot of the problems we face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I think that I'll give a two-part answer to that. I think that well, people people but, get so tied people get people get so tied up on what they see on TV and on the internet, mm-hmm. and they start letting people think for them instead of them thinking for themselves about mm-hmm. the matter. Mm-hmm. I would th- I think that you know that's probably why right now there's if you're in there watching Monday Night Football, I'm gonna say two or three of the commercials during the commercial break are gonna be a political ad. One one bashing the other, mm-hmm. whether it's whether it's President Trump bashing Biden or Biden bashing President Trump, or if it's your local officials running like the state or, or the Senate's and what forth, you got one opponent bashing the other opponents and this and that. And people watch it so much and they get tunnel vision to it. And it just makes them think, oh, well, I'm, you know, it, it divides us. Mm-hmm. And, it's the, and, it, and, and it's the TV thinking for us, putting that stuff in our mind when a lot of people don't think for themselves is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have to agree with you. I'd, I'd kind of give a two-part answer to that. I'd say the most immediate, most pressing problem at the moment in the, the short term is COVID. But COVID is eventually going to pass and might take another year or two. But uh, eventually it is going to, we are going to turn the page on it. But yeah, no, I agree that the um, the bipartisan or the, the not quite the bipartisan, but the division between the two parties and between people is definitely the greatest threat of that and the greatest problem that America's facing right now. Cause, cause I, I really don't think that anybody from the outside could destroy us. You know, I, nuclear weapons aside, that's a separate conversation, but I mean, you know, nobody's going to march their army or sail into uh, to Los Angeles and take it without a huge fight. They're not going to take it period, but we can definitely fight amongst ourselves and, you know, create. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know who quoted it or where it come from, but I know I've heard it before. But America's biggest threat is America. Mm, no, that's that's it. Uh, I mean, yeah, fortunately, yeah. You keep giving it time and America will. We'll, we're on the, the pace of destroying ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, I've been thinking about that, too. And I, I don't know what it's going to take. I think, well, actually, let me see. My little thing that I'm, I'm hoping our little thing here is that we're sitting down having this conversation. I think ultimately people do need to have these more con- these conversations and direct conversations. Not, yeah, like you said, not just watching TV, 
but actually reaching out and talking to other people. I know, I know Thanksgiving's coming up and this Thanksgiving is going to be a little different because of COVID, but I know people have the stereotype is the, the crazy uncle who comes to dinner and you're not going to change anybody's mind, but at least you can sit down and, and talk to them and maybe uh, open up that space where you can hear each other. You know what I mean? Right, right. Oh, well, well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, we're going to be eating turkey and ham and all the fixings around here. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I can't, look, I can't, I can't let COVID take yeah. things. Yeah, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do it. It's not going to be big, but we're definitely going to do, um, <laughs> at the very least, we're going to have a little turkey and it's just going to be, um, uh, it's going to be us and grandma. So, but yeah, but no, I definitely see the, um, the, the divisions as a problem. And I kind of, you know, it's it's strange because I kind of don't know where to, how can I say this? I don't really know where to stop because it's, I think, you know, I think about social media and social media, I, I don't, I don't really like, I've, I don't really like social media. I've, I've kind of in the last year or so kind of taken a dim view of social media, but, but you know, doc, all I, all I got is Facebook. I don't have a Twitter. I don't have an Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't my, now my wife, she's got all that. Mm-hmm. But all I have is the Facebook mm-hmm. and, the, and the, I do that just to keep up with everybody. Cause everybody yeah. Has Facebook. yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to kind of break the cycle. So, but, let me go ahead and let's move on a little bit. But let me ask you this. Let's talk locally. What's the most important issue in LaGrange right now? Mm, in LaGrange. If I, if I had to guess, I mean, what you see on, on Facebook is, you know, the, the I mean, you have the the local stuff that goes on, like the riots and all that, but we don't have any mm-hmm. of them. I mean, we have our, pro, we have our protests, mm-hmm. but and, and COVID, COVID's real, mm-hmm. you know is a real real concern in the city the the major that's a good question for, for local politic purposes there's really not nothing major going on that i'm aware of well you got um uh you have you said COVID. i mean do you have a lot of businesses shutting down no i mean nothing shut down like we mm-hmm. we went trick-or-treating charity oh good good uh we, i mean we we hit we hit two subdivisions and there was a lot of people participating mm-hmm. which was good for the kids mm-hmm. to see some somewhat a normalcy mm-hmm. going around mm-hmm. uh but as far as business is closing then there's nothing new closing i mean everything's pretty much you know our gyms are still open oh good things still still going going well for there on the political aspect i guess the biggest thing around here would be the probably the senior tax relief the seniors wanting tax relief on their property mm-hmm. that would probably be the biggest political mm-hmm. concern right now that's all you see on the on the Facebook, mm-hmm. interesting. Or any like the local news, but mm-hmm. I mean, we have our local. We got our local elections going on, sheriff and county commissioners and stuff like that. But there's no nothing major about those going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in LA, COVID is there's no. Okay. Yeah, finish up. I was gonna, I was gonna say there's there's no there's no businesses around here boarding up because of the election. I don't I don't know. Mm, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that in in some of the. Mm-hmm. What they call blue cities, mm-hmm. uh, talking about businesses boarding up, preparing for the election. Which I don't. Mm-hmm. If Biden wins, I don't think you're going to see any Republican riots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, at least I'm not going to participate in any if they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I got to go to work the next day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they um, there are a couple businesses in L.A. that are boarding up and kind of getting ready. And I think I don't know. I think yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it depends if it's. Well, I'm not. You know, I'm not going to make any predictions right now because I don't want to. I don't want to eat crow on that because I really don't know what's going to happen. But okay, but all right, that's that's interesting. So so then uh, you have. Well, you know what? You know what I did see. No, it wasn't in Lagrange. It was our, our local news blasted it on Facebook, and it kind of disturbed me a little mm-hmm. bit. I think it, I think it happened in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that's what the news article read. But I guess a cop. I guess there was some kind of protest going on, and uh, it was a Democrat protest at the courthouse. Mm-hmm. And they said the cops pepper sprayed a six-year-old and a three-year-old. Oh, that was among the crowd, and that's the way they worded it in the. You know, in in the headlines. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you dig into the story more, and it's like shame on the parents for having a six year old and a three year old at the demonstration to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. if you if you barge through police officers at the courthouse doors when they're telling you to get away, something's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But the the news made it look like the police just sprayed the six year old and three year old, which was not the case. They sprayed the crowd. Mm-hmm get them back and it just so happened the six-year-old and three-year-old was in the crowd mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was just the way they worded it in the in the news article that kind of rubbed me the wrong way and you see that a lot in the news mm-hmm. they're going you know they just they want to put out there what they know sales and they know drama yeah. sales yeah that's true so so let me see so in la i think the the biggest problem that we have now is covid there are a lot of small businesses and i have seen a lot of small businesses shut down. We uh, we like going out to restaurants and a couple of restaurants that we really like have shut down, unfortunately. Before COVID, there were kind of two big problems. Uh, it's real expensive to live out here. That's the only thing like rents and home prices are real expensive. Like my wife and I, we'll never be able to own a house out here. That's just, it's just too expensive. And then homelessness is a real big problem too. So those are kind of the two big issues and those haven't really changed they actually gotten a little worse in the last four years as a matter of fact but the city's still the city thank god the city's still real safe because i kind of i'm originally from a little suburb of new york called white plains and in the 80s and early 90s new york and la too although i wasn't out here were really 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 dangerous and um you know new york was a was kind of a hellhole back then but then like in the early 90s and through the 90s it started to clean up and it's it's actually really really safe now too la is safe in the last couple of years crimes aged up a little bit but it's still it's still you know very very safe so so that's good so we haven't seen that but um all right cool cool so now let me ask you this what changes do you think need to happen in the next four years regardless of who's elected I mean, we got to close the gap on this division. Mm-hmm. I think we got to fix America before we try to fix the world's problems mm-hmm. is what's going to have to happen in the next four years. Mm-hmm. So as long as we can make some some headway on that, I think we'll be going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're so broken as a country right now, it's just it's hard to say what's going to happen in the next four years mm-hmm. if that doesn't get fixed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Let me ask you this. So, what new? Where do? You, what news do you watch usually? I mean, I got. Uh, I mean, I watch the Fox News. I watch the, my local news, which is you know CBS local mm-hmm, news. Mm-hmm. You know, I watch. I watch a lot of local news. Mm-hmm. I may tune into the Fox late at night. But that's that's about the only two news 
news is I don't watch a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. I try to stay stay away from it. I get my news on uh, my news updates on my phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. So I'm kind of I read some of the uh, more liberal news. I like uh, the New York Times is where I've always gotten uh, most of my news, and or my prime. I should say the New York Times is where I get my primary news, and then I also I read the L.A. Times. The Washington Post. I like the Atlantic a whole lot too. The Atlantic's a little more in depth. It's not really up to you know up to the minute news, but it's a little more in depth. So, all right. Well, continuing on this, if Biden is elected, what would you like to see him do as far as outreach towards Republicans? Uh, I would say I, I don't. I think it would benefit him if he would just up front and reassure that he's not going to try to come and take away. <laughs> Some of the freedoms that we have, mm-hmm. like our second our second amendment, if he can mm-hmm. come out and say he wouldn't wouldn't abolish it, you know he wouldn't. Because I mean, I'm I'm gonna be honest, if he, if he it'd be hard for him to, I believe, mm-hmm. try to take everybody's weapons away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I you know, yeah, there may need to be some restrictions put on some things, but if he would if he would come out and say that he would wasn't gonna take something, but I, I don't think his party is gonna allow him to do that. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. I gotta. One of the things that I have to say, looking from the Democrats on the inside out, you kind of look on the outside in, but is even though, and actually, let me say, first of all, I, I kind of, I'm a little bit more away from the, the normal liberal position on guns a little bit, a little more. I'm, I wouldn't quite join the NRA, but I definitely think everybody has a, a right to the Second Amendment, right, right to own a gun. Maybe not 500 guns, you know what I mean? But everybody certainly, you know, does have a right to own a um, own a weapon, you know, within within reason. But you know, one of the right. things that I kind of thought was interesting is there are some gun control measures that Democrats do want to enact. But it's well, one thing I can honestly say that I think is a lot of Trump hyperbole and Republican hyperbole is like they don't really want to take your guns. And one of the things that really surprised me about Obama's. What's the guy in What's the guy in Texas? Beto. Beto. Oh, Beto. Okay. All right. He does. All right. All right. All right. Oh all right this one. He this said one. he was going to come get him. <laughs> all right. This one. This one. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But no, one of the things that kind of always shocked me is during Obama's uh, first term, or d- during Obama's presidency, the he he kind of really wasn't too vocal and didn't say too much about guns until the Newtown massacre, and. Um, that was, you know, the one in Connecticut where um, the, the, the Adam Lenz, I believe, was his name. And I'm, I'm, forgive me if I'm getting his name wrong, but the, the, the one in Connecticut where he walked in and killed all the elementary school kids and then shot himself. Um, right. That, that he, he really uh, wasn't, wasn't going after the guns or talking about guns much until then. I think that's kind of what catalyzed and pushed him over. So I, so I got, well, basically where I'm, where I'm going with this is that I, I hear you, but I don't, I don't know if Democrats are as keen to take away your guns as you think, but what are, what are some other things that you, I would hope. Go ahead. Well, I mean, he's, you know, the, the whole, you know, raising taxes on anybody who, I mean, does it, if you raise the taxes on the big man, it's only, it's only going to trickle downhill. Mm. I mean, the low man's eventually going to feel, Fill it in the end. Uh, you, you start taxing these big companies, and they're going to leave again. Mm. They're going. They're going to leave. They're going to go find somewhere else to make their product, and not pay all these taxes. Mm. And, and then, what are you going to do to replace these companies? What What, what do you have coming in that's going to make up for all that? I don't think he has anything. Mm. Would you support taxes being raised on wealthier individuals 
and not necessarily corporations, but like wealthy, like like Jeff Bezos, you know, Zuckerberg, some of these high net worth individuals. No, I mean they mm-hmm. they worked hard to, to get where they're at. I mean, why why punish them for being successful? Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, granted, I'm sure they they pay their taxes like everybody else, and they probably do a whole lot for charities and and all that. I mean, I just I just can't see you know. It's not their fault. They're rich. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't support on any kind of raising of taxes when when the government should. The government can't function. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, as a whole, everybody's got to pay their fair share. Mm-hmm. Not not just the rich folks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's kind of the way I see it. And you know the 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 wealth gap that's gotten bigger over the last at least thirty years, but you know 40, 40, 45 years. That doesn't that doesn't really bother you. No, I mean they. Either they inherited or they worked there to get it. Somebody worked there to get it for them. Interesting. This, uh, yeah. Now, what I do, what I do disagree with, is if somebody's taking advantage of the whole system, mm-hmm. then yeah, they they need to come come to judgment and pay their fair share. All right. Well, we're gonna have to. Uh, the we will get into it a little bit later. I don't want to. I don't want to go down a. a a wealth foxhole because one one of the things that you see in LA and New York too, like you see it really, really bad in cities is I mean a, a really crazy wealth disparity where you just got the very, very rich and the very, very poor. And um, you know, one of the things I love New York, but man, it's really hard to be middle class in New York nowadays because unless you got, you know, buku money and you can send your kids to private school and do all that stuff, uh, uh it's it's really hard to Make ends, uh, you know, make ends meet. But I digress. At, oh, good. At the end of the day, everybody goes to the same place. That's true. That's true. And they can't, and they can't take nothing with them. So, moving on, if Trump is reelected, and one of the things, like, all right, so one of the real big beefs I do have to say, uh, I have with Trump. Uh, well, actually, perhaps the biggest beef is that he's been real divisive, but he hasn't reached out at all to Democrats. So, I, you know, I wasn't a huge George W. Bush fan, but one thing I can honestly say about Bush is that he didn't demonize Democrats or the opposition. You know, he certainly didn't pass legislation that Democrats liked, but he never got on, you know, he never um, got on TV and demonized Democrats or went after them. And then what actually, one of the things he never got impeached for a hoax either, though. But he never he never went crazy after. But he never really went after um, Democrats or, or or people who oppose him in the same way. And, he, and one one thing I will say, one thing I very much remember uh, Bush saying, and a lot of uh, a lot of Democrats might get mad at me saying this, but he he at least he tried right before uh, Iraq jumped off, and and right after September 11th, like he really made an effort to speak to Muslims and to, you know, say, you know, we don't want violence against Muslims. We want it against Al Qaeda. We want it against, um, you know, terrorists. And yeah, Trump doesn't really do that. It's just everybody that's his enemy or see everybody that doesn't like him seems to be his enemy. And he just throws vitriol. And sometimes I just want to be like, man, like we're, you're the president. You're everybody's, you know, you're everybody's president. You're not just, you know, the people who's voted for you president. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the thing. I'd like to see him reach out a little bit. But let me ask you this. What is your biggest fear for the next four years? We go backwards. Mm-hmm. 
My biggest fear would be we, we go backwards and, and everything we're trying to get done now. Mm-hmm. That'd be my biggest fear. And when you say, when you say backwards, like what, what would that look like? I don't want the stock market to crash. Mm-hmm. I want, I want uh, businesses to keep coming back to America and people going back to work. Because we're, we're going to get over this COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's, 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 it's going to go away. I mean, it may not go away completely, but uh, we're going to learn to live with it. Mm-hmm. So I just don't want to go back to where, you know, we were talking about recessions and government shutdowns every, what, every three, four months, it seems like. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to go back to that. All right. So, all right. And, and I want people to quit burning stuff down when they don't get their way. Be Be more civil about it. Yeah. I guess, you know, my fear for the next four years, well, I, you know, it's, and this is actually going to be true, whether Trump or Biden is elected, is, yeah, this continuing drift of Republicans and Democrats and, and just fellow citizens in general. I think, now I, I can, I can, one of the things I've learned is I can sit here and say, it's going to be a whole lot worse if Trump is elected, but you know, Republican might say, it's going to be a whole lot worse if Biden is elected, but I do, you know, hope that if Biden's elected, the very first thing that he does is really just tries to take the temperature down. And that's what I was going to, I was going to ask you, what, what, what do you think that the left or the Democrats will do if Trump gets reelected? What do you, what do you think that not the ones in office, I'm talking his supporters. Uh, you mean Democrats like on the streets? Yeah. You think they'll take to the streets or you, what do you, what do you think they'll do? All right. You think it'll be peaceful? So here's what I think. I don't think it'll be peaceful. Well, I think, I think this. If, all right, if Trump, it depends on how he wins. If he wins a clean election, like as if all the states are after the election, the votes are counted, the electoral college clearly shows that he won, even if it's real close, like it was in 2016. If, but if it really looks like he won and there's no question and it, it's accepted, you know, relatively quickly and Biden comes out and you know concedes which i think he's gonna do he won't do within the first day and i don't think he should do it necessarily the first day unless it's like a landslide which i don't think it's gonna be but you know once he's fairly certain that the count is legit if it's if it looks clean then they're gonna be they're gonna be a lot of protests there's not there's gonna be some violence but it's not gonna be big it's gonna be like the uh the marches in washington right after trump was elected where it was big and there are a lot of people and you know Sp- little um, sporadic bits of violence, but it's not going to be huge. So that's if he, you know, if Trump wins it clearly. Now, let's say it's contested and he does a couple things. Let's just, let's just, I'll give you a scenario. We'll, I'll get very specific. We'll just use Pennsylvania for uh, whatever. Let's say everything rests on Pennsylvania and they're, you know, they're taking some time. Like, like like Florida in 2000, you know, we don't have the results for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks. And Trump, let's say he comes out and tweets, I won. That's it. Stop the counting. This is done. And does it really before the official process ends? Or if he, you know, tries some sneaky legal maneuvering or starts putting some pressure on the Supreme Court or something like that. And the ruling goes to him or, or after a very long protective process where something seems unfair, yeah, then there's going to be, I think people are going to be really, really angry, and then you might see some violence. I mean, there's some people out there who still say he didn't win the 2016 election. 
Yeah, I think that's. Yeah. I think you got to separate the. There's some people who's like, he's not my president. There are people who just kind of say that as a rhetorical thing. And then some people really mean, I think more people say that rhetorically than they do. But I, I think it really depends on if it's perceived to be a, or if it's not perceived like he's trying to steal it. That's when I think people are going to get, um, if he's perceived like he's trying to steal it, that's when people are going to get pissed off. Now, Cause like one of the things that, I saw in the last couple of days, and I don't really know what to make of it. Like these Trump trains, like stopping people in the street. Which state? I think it was, oh gosh, I wish I had it. Is it Colorado? I think. Colorado, or I believe, I think it was Texas. Was it Texas? And I might, and I might be mistaken about that, but um, uh, there was some, uh, the Biden campaign, and I don't think Biden was on it. I just think it was his campaign. They came. It was just his. Yeah, it was his bus. Was his, yeah, I think. Yeah, his bus, and they got they got stopped, and the police had to escort mm-hmm. him. And you know, there was that. I think. I think you might see, you might see some of that on the Trump side. Now, I will say this though, one of the things that does kind of scare me when you see these these protests with the Proud Boys, and they're all just standing there. You know, with their AR-15s and their, you know, they've they've got these lines. And I haven't attended any of these, so I haven't seen them in person. But when I see them in the news and I see these pictures, the thing I worry about is if these guys ever decide, you know, we're not going to take a defensive stance. We're going to start, we're going to go offensive. All you need is sort of one, you know, one lit match and something like that. And then that can get real dangerous real fast, too. So, so I'm worried about that on the, the um, Republican. But to answer your question, I really think it depends on uh, how the vote is perceived. And by the time people are listening to this, we will have at least some answer. Hopefully, cities around the country won't be burning down and on fire. And people are like hiding out, listening to our podcast. But um, I just hope if, if, if Trump wins, I just hope the Democrats don't go into hide for four more years waiting for the next election. I hope they try to get something done mm-hmm. uh, to, to get this country, you know, moving mm-hmm. better and farther forward than we're moving. But, you know, another thing, too, I got to say about Trump. I remember in 2016 when he was running, he was like, I'm the world's best negotiator. We're going to negotiate. We're going to do this. And I didn't see him extend a single olive branch or a single handout to the Democrats, you know, the, um, he's supposed to be this, you know, number one deal maker. This happened. So now I think too, if it, with Congress, if there are all sorts of scenarios, if like Trump wins and the Democrats win the Senate and the house, nothing will get yeah, that, that relationship's pretty poisoned. I'm hoping they can do something. There'll be a lot of veto. Yeah, yeah, there will. You know, I hope they could get something done. If it's, you know, there are all sorts of, you know, many different combinations. If Biden wins, but then the Senate stays Republican, and the, I don't think the House is going to flip. It might. I don't think so, though. Um, but again, who knows? When, when this is posted on Thursday, we might have, we'll, we'll know all of this stuff. Maybe in, maybe in the next two years. I think that's the big one for the House. I don't, I don't think this one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, it's probably going to stay Democrat this uh, election. But, um, you know, it's, it means we get two more years of Nancy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Everybody's that's all, that's every Republican's favorite woman. Yeah. Well, you hey man, you know something? I always said this. Like, she looks like that old maid. You ever play old maid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always said this, man. I was always surprised that you guys weren't more careful about Trump and Pence catching COVID and getting sick because if they both get sick and die, then Pelosi becomes president. And I was always like, um, that probably probably horrified just about every Republican out there. I don't know why you guys aren't uh, uh, trying to lean on Trump and telling him to stay a little more, stay inside, man, stay inside, stay inside, because we don't want you to get sick. But uh, well, now that now, now he's immune, right? He's, uh, that what he saying? should be. He, I mean, theoretically, he should be. Um, I'm not a doctor, but uh, everything I've read about, I think people are. So, all right. So, let me let me let me flip a similar question, but let me flip it up. What is your greatest hope for the next four years? I hope America can keep on achieving the American dream. That's what I hope every American can. Mm-hmm. I want my kids to see the land of the free and be able to enjoy it and see it on TV versus seeing everything that's politicized like sports and you know i told you we yeah. got to get on mm-hmm. sports because there's so much politics and sports like we don't even want i'm a big sports mm-hmm. fan i love i love my sports mm-hmm. but we don't we don't watch sports in this house anymore very rarely mm-hmm. we'll stay i'm watching college football because mm-hmm. you know college college football hadn't been too too tarnished mm-hmm. yet mm-hmm. but as far as football nfl nba Baseball. I watched the playoffs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I did mm-hmm. watch the playoffs. But far as regular season goes, mm-hmm. I, I could care less about it because all you. I mean, I don't want my kids. I don't want my nine-year-old son to think that's what you're supposed to be when you grow mm-hmm. up. If that if that makes any mm-hmm. sense, because it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we'll have a um, yeah we'll have a big sports conversation. Um, at some point. So everybody out there who's listening, tune in in the next couple of weeks because we're going to do it. So, you know, cool. So, yeah, I guess my, my greatest hope for the next four years is that we we do start to come together a little bit and start to start to kind of understand some of the how can I say this? I hope that we start to understand some of the things that are starting to drive us apart because the there is some like there's substan there's substantial policy differences between Republicans and Democrats. Like I don't think anybody should be you know naive and think that if everybody if everybody on Capitol Hill just got together and you know played golf together or had a big party or or something they'd all start getting along. I mean there are you know real differences, uh, philosophical and substantive differences. But the I, I hope that people start you know. Uh, uh, learning, learning a bit more about social media, learning a bit more about media, questioning us. If you're listening to this podcast right now, I encourage you, even though we're both two upstanding gentlemen, um, to, to question what we're question what we're saying and get out and, you know, do your own research and, and, you know, live your own life and find, you know, find your own answers. Because even though we know a lot, we don't know everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. ask, ask questions. Think for yourself. Don't just go off of what you hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So, you got any questions? Anything for you? Wrap her up. It's a big day tomorrow. It is. It's gonna be a big day. It is. We'll see. Uh, 
I know we'll we'll post this Thursday, so the all the I still don't know. I don't think we'll know a winner by Thursday, but yeah, we might, that, everybody may have an idea by then. Yeah, so next week next week's episode ought to be mm-hmm. pretty uh, entertaining. All right, so let me ask you this: so we're gonna we're gonna do it. We'll come back next week, and we'll see we'll see if it came true. What are you predicting tomorrow? I'm predicting an early bedtime for my household. Okay. <laughs> I'm hoping. Uh, I'm just. I'm. I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping that uh, everybody will take the election as it is an election and get up Wednesday and be peaceful and go to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I'm. I have to say I am predicting a Biden win, but the. I don't after 2016. I don't. I really don't put stock in polls anymore because they were. Yeah, you talk about the polls. I don't I mean. I, nobody's ever asked me or called me and asked me who I'm voting for. I don't understand these polls. Where do yeah. they get the information? It's, have you ever been? Asked? I, I have not. I know that they're very limited. I know that there are like thousands of them, and I don't. They, you know, they were. I remember. So here's why I don't trust the polls. I remember. In the New York Times, in the, the, the like two months leading up to the election in 2016, they had a little thing on the main webpage, and it was Hillary and Trump, and it was like, what is the percentage that um, Hillary's going to win versus Trump? What's the percentage? And it always hovered. I think the lowest I ever saw it get down to was like 80% in favor of Hillary. I think it got up to like 91 or 92%. And it was like the chance that she was going to win. And I actually, on I remember the um, a friend of mine called me the day before. And she's like, like she was freaking out because um, she didn't really like Trump. And she's like, what do you think is going to happen? I was like, man, you know, tomorrow it's just going to be a formality, whatever. Like, she's just going to vote. And Hillary's going to win. Don't even sweat it. Like, just you go to sleep. Don't even worry about it. And then that obviously didn't happen. So I was, I was like, whoa. And I think everybody, to be fair, I think, I think there are very few people who like really, really, really thought that Trump was going to win. There was one guy. There was one. I remember reading afterwards. There was one, one of these political commentators, like, like nailed it. And he was like, Nah, Trump's going to win. And here's why. And he was, he was pretty close. But, um, but yeah. So I don't place, yeah, the, too much faith in these polls anymore. And but yeah, just like you, I think, you know, I think because I think one of the things that 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 kind of depresses me is that whatever happens, you know, tomorrow, the day after when they finally do resolve this, because it's not going to be resolved. We're not going to wake up Wednesday. No. But when it is finally resolved, you know, half of the country is going to be elated and half of the country is going to be miserable. And there's going to be, you know, I, I hope Biden wins. But at the same time. There's, there's going to be, you know, it used to be, you know, before the last couple of elections, you know, you'd be bummed out if your, your guy didn't win, but it, it didn't feel like the end of the world. You know what I mean? And I think for, unfortunately, too many people, whatever way it goes, is going to feel like the end of the world. Because you shouldn't, you sh- nobody should live in a country and feel like their president is out to destroy them. You know what I mean? So. Right. Well, I put all my chips in the Trump corner. That's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, uh, I just hope everything stays civil. Me too. Me too. And then, you know what? 
it's it one the other thing is possible it's possible that we have a clear winner and everybody stays cool and life goes on i mean that's possible too it's everybody's been everybody has been been working the last couple of months everybody's <clears throat> been on high octane and high energy and at least at least everybody expects something coming down the pipe you know what i mean oh yeah all right man i hope everybody stays safe uh uh i'm sure i'm sure you know you guys will be fine it's gonna it might get a little hairy out here but the uh, the actually are uh my daughter's daycare they sent out a notice today they're like uh, there might be some unrest and we might have to close a little early if that happens so i told my boss oh, God. I, I might have to go and pick her up but um, uh, we don't have to worry about nothing out here because we don't have any street lights. So okay. ain't nobody going to come out here after it gets dark. And the polls close at seven. And this whole daylight savings time jump. It, it, it's getting dark here around six thirty now. So I don't have to worry about nobody coming out here tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything else before we wrap it that's, up? No, well, that's it. No. All right, man. Well, see you. We'll see you next week. Or at least I'll talk to you next week. Uh huh. And everybody, hey, if you get by the time you're listening to this, you will have already voted. the The polls will be closed, but we hope you everybody stays safe. Keep your head on, and we'll talk next week. Don't be mad if the Republicans win, <laughs> and you don't be mad if the Democrats win. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. I promise. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs>